Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, uh, it's great seeing you this morning. How's how's it going for you today? Great to see you too. It's going well. Uh, Things have been going well in New Hampshire here. It's a little hot and sticky for my liking, yet at the same time, I am enjoying it. It's been a good summer. You you guys enjoying summer out there too? Yeah, we are. Uh, It's actually been uh pleasant um colorado's low humidity and we have uh our temperatures right now is in the low 80s which is uh feels cool actually right uh, right because, well when it's dry that yeah, feels cool yeah, yeah and so it's really pretty and uh we're about ready to uh get ready linda and i are getting ready to uh film uh, another 10 courses uh for our uh, online school. So uh, we've got our production crew coming out Saturday to set up. We do this in our house. Uh, have our leaders come and join us. You're going to be coming out and joining yes, us. Yes, so. Dan and I are really looking forward to uh, it. You'll be part of it. And uh, we're going to we're gonna do uh, 10 courses uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, which will be kind of fun. And uh, we'll, we have great fellowship and great fun. And uh, we talked about community uh, mm-hmm. and the beauty of community. One of the things that, that we hold uh, uh, really dear as well as a requirement of becoming a leader uh, of giving this away is uh, that first of all, you're, uh, you being a couple mm-hmm. uh, is um, actually abiding <laughs> and, right. and, 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 and le- learning what we've been teaching about. You can't you know, give away what you don't have, no, right? About, about the covenant. <laughs> um, and that too, that there's this sweetness of heart uh, so that uh, when you're walking uh, with God in a community, um, you know, we, we all of us have, you know, egos and we all have, mm-hmm. you know, want to be important. And, uh, but there's a sweetness as you walk with God that uh, you actually are, are loving being around the group uh, yeah. and excited about what God is up to. And uh, there's nobody that wants to dominate or divide or to manipulate or control. Right. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful, what I call this sweetness of uh, joy mm-hmm. that when we get together and we're and our leaders are coming out to be together with us. Um, and so uh, there's, there's already an anticipation and when we when we're together, there's a joy together. Uh, we have fun. Uh, we laugh. Uh, we get to share together. We can uh, be there for each other. Um, and and so, even celebrating the celebrating. Things. Like I feel like we get to celebrate and just exalt God because every time we turn around, we're hearing another story of something God did that only God could do. Yeah. And we're all getting to be a witness of it, and it's just it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And and what we've learned. Um, is to live the life of uh, God's will, which is best and none better. And, we, and we're talking mm-hmm. about the covenant that, yes, we're going to be blessed to be a blessing. Um, 
and we don't live in what we call Christian fatalism. You you talked about that right. yesterday. Is that there's a sense of uh, I guess this is the way life is. It's hard. It's difficult. Uh, I might even be experiencing something good. Uh, and when I see people who are living in that Christian fatalism, they're already thinking they're they're having something good, but th- like you said, they don't enjoy it because they're thinking, well, the next bad thing's going to come. Waiting uh, for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so uh, I expect it not to be pleasant, and it, it's going to be another hard thing that I'm going to have to you know work through uh, in this aspect of Christian fatalism. And so what happens is that uh, even in a group uh, where I call the blind leading the blind is uh, we do we do uh, assemble in a group um, and then we pray, mm-hmm. and our prayers uh, are basically telling God what we want Him to do. Right. Um, and it's what I call uh, wishful thinking or providing mm-hmm. God a wish list. Uh, and that is, here's my list of things I need you to do, and I'd like you to do it this way and in this timing, by the way. Right. Um, and I hope you do. Uh, and then what happens is that that's the prayers, but not much happens. Right. And there's a there's a disconnect. It's like, I guess that's not God's will. I guess I'm relegated to these bad things happening normally. Right. I don't see victory. Um, you know, like for example, uh, uh, people who are struggling with unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, God, I, I, you know, I want to have forgiveness. I want to have forgiveness. I want to have forgiveness. Uh, and, and by the way, it's usually start, starts with, uh, would you have that other people be sorry for what they did to mm-hmm. me? Because they, they, you know, I'm angry and they deserve my anger and, and what they right. did was wrong and, and shouldn't they? You know, God make them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, it doesn't happen. And then, uh, okay, I'm still angry. I'm still, uh, I, can't for, I can't forgive them. Uh, I would like to get forgiveness. God, give me forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing happens. Uh, right. well, well, I want it. And isn't that a good idea? And of course it's a good idea, but... God says in order, and this is, this is what we've been trying to share, in order for me to give you this, you're going to have to be with me. Right. <laughs> uh, and you're going to have to walk with me. I, I want to give you this. Right. Your heart is right. Your heart is seeking right. Uh, now, by the way, I need to give you some truth about this. I need to give you some insight about this so that when I say, well, God changed that other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the truth is God speaking. He says, um, uh, I'll invite that other person to, uh, to have freedom as well, which will mean they would have to say they're sorry to you, but I'm not going to force them to because right. I don't violate people's wills. He said, now think about it. But and he it, works with the willing heart. But he works with yeah, the willing heart. He works and, with the willing heart. Yes. Uh, and again, the example we have of that is very simple. Um, he says, and this is in Peter, Second Peter. My will mm-hmm. is that nobody perishes. Mm-hmm. In other words, all the people on earth that are that have been created, uh, that I know, by the way, intimately. My will is that nobody uh, is separated from me in eternity, what's right. called perishing, and lives in hell. 
away from me in eternity. That's my will. Uh, well, if it was Christian fatalism, then we would say, well, if that's your will, then make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have everybody come to know you because that's your will, you can, and you can make that happen. And God says, well, um, uh, it doesn't work that way because it's based upon free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that I will invite everybody, and I'm going to be working to keep inviting everybody, but they have a choice to make. Do they want to pursue the truth or not? If they don't, I can't alter the truth to bypass what is necessary because, uh, and this goes back to God's holiness, mm-hmm. um, why, why is salvation through Christ even, even necessary? Well, because the requirement is perfection and holiness. If you're gonna have a relationship with God, which by the way, Adam and Eve had, uh, you have to be perfect. And he right. makes a statement ever since Adam and Eve, which is, you know, we talk about the sinful nature and having the nature of, of the flesh, uh, is that no one, he says this in uh, Romans chapter 3 and Romans chapter 6, no one, no, not a single person, is good enough. Mm. Uh, and you can't get there by yourself. So right. the remedy is they have to receive what I did, which I went to the cross, took the penalty on myself, on my nature, I forgave you, and now for you to be reconciled to me, you have to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I can't alter that truth. Um, so now I invite people uh, to follow my will, if you have a heart to follow my will. Uh, and it's not my will that any should perish, but, but they do, because why? They're not, their hearts are not willing to seek right. me and follow me. I, and I can't change the truth. As a believer, and we talk, we've actually talked about this, uh, and you could go back to a few sessions because a question came up is, as a believer, how can I be at enmity against God? Mm. Uh, well, here it is. Uh, God says, now as a believer, your eternal destiny is set. Mm-hmm. You will be with me in eternity. Uh, he says, but now, every day, you have to make a choice. Right. Are you going to go your own way in the flesh, or are you going to uh, follow the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit and surrender your will to my will, where I mm-hmm. can deliver to you the things of life that are important to you, and I want to, and I'm so sovereign, I'm going to weave that into my bigger story. Right. Of all that I'm doing. Uh, and, and it's going to be fantastic uh, that if you have a heart to go. But if you choose not to, which you still have a free will, you will be at enmity against me. Right. Why? Well, because you're not, you're not with me where I can deliver what I want to deliver. And you're going to suffer the consequences of a wicked world uh, that isn't going to exempt you just because you're a believer, you're protected if you're walking with me. Right. Uh, so he so says, isn't that where you'd want to be? <laughs> so isn't that where you want to be? So he says, he said, this Christian fatalism is false. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens isn't my will. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, uh, do you have a heart to receive my will? And as you pray to me, children, God speaking, um, it's not about wishful thinking. It's mm-hmm. not about would you. 
even though what you desire is really good. Like I have unforgiveness, give me forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He says, that's a good prayer. However, I can't deliver that to you unless you're, <laughs> unless you're with me. Right. Um, so you got you to gotta abide with me and let my words, which are spirit in life, provide you the power, the life, the result, the fruit. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. That I can deliver to you if you have a heart to go. Um, and if you choose not to, even though you're out there outside of my kingdom praying, God, would you? I, I can't do it. Uh, and he said, so the key is, and this is true always, is instead of you saying, God, would you do this for me? He says, your prayer life should flip. Mm-hmm. And it should say, God, what do you have to say about this? Right. Let me give you wisdom. Let me give you insight. Let me give you the path to be on so that I can deliver to you right. my resolution, where, by the way, we've talked about the blessings. They will overtake you. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And it'll be, it'll be f- phenomenal. And that doesn't mean we don't get to be authentic in our prayers. You know, no. we see modeled from David um, true authentic prayers, you know, where he will say some ugly things that are in his heart and he'll say some of his own desires and all of that. But yet, as soon as he's done vo- voicing those things, which God already knows because he sees our hearts, um, then he turns right back around and surrenders it and asks God what he has to say and comes back under, okay, I trust that whatever you have is best. And so he does kind of do a, a word vomit sometimes, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and God allows that for us too. So we can be authentic in our prayer and doing that. But then that heart posture of coming back and asking him, trusting him with what he's going to say and then falling under that and surrender. Yeah. That's where that power lies. Yeah. And when you say authentic prayer, uh, what do you, what do you mean by that? Really for me, what I mean in that is that I don't need to make my relationship with God look different than, you know, I don't need to sterilize it. I don't need to clean it up to come to him. Right. I, I want to, he already sees me for the good, the bad, the ugly, the hot mess I am, whatever is going on, he sees it. And so I can come to him in that place and know that I am fully loved, fully accepted, fully forgiven and be me and still then come back under and surrender to him and allow him to refine and to sanctify and to lead me into what his very best is. Yeah. Because he yeah. also loves me enough not to leave me in that place. Right. You know? Because the, um, uh, as you're, you know, it says, go to get, go to him with that authentic heart. That's in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, that, um, it's sharing. Here's where I'm at. Here's I'm struggling with. Um, I'm having a hard time believing this. Yeah, I'm really upset. Um, how come? Uh, and but there's always that heart in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm coming being authentic, which you have to be. Uh, while I'm authentic, there's this desire. Well, I would like to hear what God has to say. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, even in my struggle. Uh, God, and in my doubting and in my uh, my trouble, my anxiety, my fear, um, could you speak to this? Uh, mm-hmm. Could you guide me and lead me? Uh, and what do you have to say about this? And see, it's the prayer uh, changes from God, would you, mm-hmm. to dialogue. Yes. Uh, what do you have to say? I hear what you're saying. Uh, what does this mean? 
you said you're going to give me forgiveness. I'm having a hard time forgiving this person because, because, because. Um, what do you have to say to me about what, what, how do I walk with you to receive mm-hmm. this given that I'm upset, you know, and right here, let me, let me walk you this way. Uh, so that, and it's interesting, even in that sometimes he'll show us, you think you're upset about this, but as we dialogue with him, he shows us where our heart really is. Because right. He sees it more clearly than we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is actually what's going that's, this on. This is what's so really going on. Let's talk about this. Let me get you to that point, you know, cause I want to get to the root cause of it and heal that. Yes. Um, and that's the beautiful walk. So you start to realize yeah. that I'm going to get the answer. And you see, that's the, the context that we talked about yesterday is in everything, you'll be the head, not the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go with that understanding, nothing that I'm facing is too difficult for God. Right. Uh, now, my desire <laughs> uh, is I got this problem. Mm-hmm. I got this thing that happened to me. I'd like you to fix it today. Right. Um, and, and maybe wrap it up nicely with a bow on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and kind of wrap it up. You know, get it get it resolved and uh, and see God. God is saying, "Well, um, do you have a heart to go? I'm going to resolve it, mm-hmm. but it's my timing. It's what I'm up to." Uh, uh, give you. I'll give you an example. Um, had a lady who was having a terrible uh, pain. Uh, health issues mm-hmm. went to doctors nothing happened um and uh she and her husband you know where i was connected to them and uh and they were saying you know we pray we pray we pray nothing happens uh we don't mm-hmm. even get doctor relieving us uh we're it's just awful uh, i said okay uh let's go here let's go see what god would have to say about this so we pray uh and the prayer is simply god what do you have to say about it uh right. Well, God tells me she has unforgiveness mm-hmm. in her heart. Uh, so I say to her, do you have any unforgiveness in your heart? And she says, yes, I do. Uh, why? You know, what happened? Well, you know, this, this situation where this person hurt her badly, mm-hmm. uh, deeply and badly, uh, un- complete unrighteousness, uh, unfair, the whole thing. Um, and so, uh, I said, I understand, uh, that you're properly and rightfully angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I said, but, uh, what God wants to do for you is to show you forgiveness, which, and I explained the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Right. It, it's not tolerating what she did. It's not accepting what she did. It's not having her do it anymore. It's about your heart of freedom on the same basis that God forgave us is that, yeah, you're angry and she deserves your wrath, but um, uh, God wants you to have forgiveness on the same basis that he forgave you Mm -hmm. so that you could have freedom and then know what to do next. And I said, if you do that, you'll get healed. God's going to heal you. God told me he's going to heal you. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, would you be willing to do that? And she says, no, I'm not doing it. Um, I'm not willing. Um, This person hurt me too bad. I don't care. Don't tell me all this stuff about forgiveness. I'm not doing it. Right. And I said, now think about what you're saying. You're preventing God from giving, because what are you, you're praying for healing. Right. Right. 
and wanting that. And wanting and healing, right? Isn't isn't it painful? Yeah. I said, yeah. and and God says, I will give you healing, but first, in order mm-hmm. to receive that, you have to receive my forgiveness that I'll give you for this person. And all you have to do is walk with me. Right. I, I know it's hard. I understand it. But if you have a heart, God will give you forgiveness, even under the mm-hmm. most toughest situation. And you're going to get healed. Mm-hmm. My thought is then she would have said, of course. Because right. I tried to help her. I said, you don't have to go do anything. You just have to let God do it. Right. I'm not doing it. Okay. Uh, you can pray all day long. Mm-hmm. God heal me, God heal me, God heal me. He just told you the answer to the healing. Mm-hmm. And it's a step of something else. Like you talked about, hey, there's another thing going on here. Right. Uh, let me show you that because I care about your heart. And, 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 this is, and this is how I try to portray it to people. You pray for healing and God said, well, there's a different issue. Mm-hmm. Um, if he healed you, Anyway, you would never go to that other issue. Right. You would think and it's... He cares far more about healing our hearts. Yeah, see, more. it's, it's yes. more about the depth of freedom mm-hmm. in all things so that physical things can be uh, a representation of, mm-hmm. well, you notice that. <laughs> right. And right. you say, hey... What about this? How, uh, what are you going to say about this, about healing me? And he says, well, let me tell you there's a different thing going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get to that. Let me heal that, and then I'll heal the physical stuff. Because, and I use the physical stuff to get your attention. But, mm-hmm. if I, but if I healed the physical stuff and never got to the deeper thing, you'd never even care about the deeper thing. Right. And you'd be living, or, or perhaps never even notice, or even thing. even notice it, you know? uh, and yeah. and think it's normal. Uh, and see, that's where that's where this whole aspect of uh, Christian fatalism uh, isn't really an accurate way of how God works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that no, everything that happens isn't my will, and your wishful thinking when you're throwing up these prayers, God, would you, God, would you, God, would you? He says you got to go much, much more pure than that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just ask me what I have to say? I, I want to. The right. issues of your life, and we talked about the covenant. See, I'm going to resolve these issues. I'm going to resolve these issues, and it'll bless you. Mm. I want to, and it comes out of the stuff of your life. Mm-hmm. So he said, he said, I'm not asking you not to talk to me about these things. Right. Um, talk to me. I got a problem. I got an issue. I need you. I need some help. I need some assistance. I need some answers. He says, great. Let let me go share with you. And by the way, I may show you something else that's related to this Mm -hmm. that I need to work on first in order to get to the other answer. And by the way, my timing and my process is, is mine, not yours. Uh, And so I, and and by the way, the, uh, uh, we would like to tell God how, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and our and our so how true. our how so our how is in the natural because <laughs> mm-hmm. we think naturally uh and he says well i'm going to do it supernaturally so that i say the two things that we really don't have the right to ask sometimes he reveals it but we don't have the right to ask is how are you going to do this mm-hmm. and when are you going to do it uh right. because my when is i want it right now and he says well i'm going to do it 
Now walk with me and let it be my mm-hmm. timing because I'm doing other things along with it. Uh, and it's what I call, um, he's setting up the dominoes. Mm-hmm. That uh, when you have those, you know, those big, uh, beautiful uh, sets of dominoes all over the floor, and then the guy pushes the first one, and it click, 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 and goes and right. goes over bridges and uh, around each other. It's beautiful to watch. He said, "I'm lining up those dominoes uh, mm-hmm. to be able that when you hit this one, when this thing occurs, it's going to have impact down what I call downstream." Right. Um, and let me let me put it together. My timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust it. And by the way, don't ask me how, because it's going to be supernatural, and you can't even understand it anyway. Just wait until I till you see what I'm going to do. But I am going to do it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I told you, just like this lady, I'm going to heal you. Right. You got to be willing to go to forgiveness, and I'll give you forgiveness. I'm going to mm-hmm. do both at the same time. Uh, and she said, I'm not willing to go. And she's still praying, God, heal me, God, heal me, God, heal me. And he said, well, you can pray all day long, but it, it isn't going to happen. So it's really, it's really an interesting uh, process of, uh, you know, that it's, we're not living in Christian fatalism. Uh, we're living in the covenant, but it's related to God saying, <laughs> you're going to have to be with me uh, right, and right. just come along. I'll do the work. Uh, and he, and he's, again, he reiterates this in... Um, uh, Deuteronomy 28, the if then, if you hear me, mm-hmm. follow me, uh, the blessings will overtake you. Uh, yeah. He said it's absolute, it's true. And we've described the 14 verses of, of blessings. It's very specific, right. very beautiful. And I love, even as we look at those, the description there, I was just thinking earlier, um, just how wide and how vast the description is. Yes. You know, that it it is an all-encompassing um, and doesn't look the same at any point in time for any one of us. Yet at the same time, it covers all. Yes. It, you know, the, it is walking in that. It's walking in blessing. Right. You know, in every direction. There's and, there, every direction we'll see it. Yeah, in know? every direction. Um, and then, by the way, he reinforces this with <laughs> verse uh, 15. Uh, mm-hmm. If then. And then he gives 14 verses of blessings. And then, by the way, he says, to reinforce what I just said, he gives us verse 15. Go ahead and and read uh, verse 15. Yeah, this one's a little less encouraging. (laughs) Um, But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, he gives another if-then. Uh, mm-hmm. what does he, what is the if, and what's the then in this, in this verse, which is a corollary to what he already said. Right. Yeah. So if we don't listen and ask and then obey what he says and receive what he says, then we're going to see curses, Yeah. not blessings. Yeah. And, and he says, uh, the curses overtake you, mm-hmm. uh, that you can't avoid them. See? Right. Uh, and there's a couple reasons for this. Uh, one is that, um, Remember, we're living in, uh, as a believer, we're, we are living in the world. Right, in a fallen world. A fallen world where it's kill, steal, and destroy, mm-hmm. the characteristic of the enemy, and it's relentless, and it's always. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why God says, you know, don't be surprised about the politics. Don't get surprised about the culture. Um, ever since Adam and Eve, the world has been a very, very difficult right. place to be and 
throughout history, God has never created a utopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never set government in place and said, this is perfect, even the United States, where right. we, we were blessed. But if you go back through his history, you know, lots of difficulty, lots of trouble, lots of oppression, because yeah, we're still living in a world dominated by the enemy. Yeah. And honestly, don't you see, like, even just as you describe that, and I think about the things that have gone on in the last year and a half now, um, I can't help but see a parallel between, you know, when Jesus walked to the earth, people wanted him to come and bring something new and different. What they wanted him to come and do and change was completely different than what God's agenda was for them. Right. That's right. And, Uh, and don't we do the same thing right now? Yeah. <laughs> Don't we? You know. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the disciples, this is after the resurrection. Uh they're they're they've been, you know, rejoicing, oh, oh thank goodness he's back. Hallelujah. Uh, our life isn't over. Uh, and <laughs> uh the first question they ask him. This is in Acts chapter 1. Um is this the time? <laughs> is this the time? That you're going to uh, take care of government for everybody. Right. They're um, right back on the same agenda. And uh, <laughs> hey, is this it? You know, hey, we're going to get back to the, uh, you're going to rule uh, physically on earth. And isn't that going to be it? And are we part of that government? And he says, oh, man. <laughs> Did you, sti- you not get it yet? <laughs> you, you, no, uh, that's not it. It's not about that. It's my kingdom that is superior to the natural world. The natural world skills is still going to be there. I told mm-hmm. you in the world you're going to have trouble. Uh, right. we're not, I'm not here to convert the world into a, a Christian uh, theocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in this world dominated by the enemy. I am going to give you the beautiful covenant life, um, and nothing is too difficult for me. Right. Uh, because and I, in the process, I'm going to be glorified. And I, and I will be glorified yeah. through it. Uh, and so he says, if you don't follow me, and if you don't uh, hear and follow what I have to say, you're going to wind up um, outside of my kingdom because mm-hmm. you're the king and not me. And as a result of that, first of all, you're, you're under the curse of the world. Mm-hmm. And you're not exempt from that because I can't protect you there. Um, now, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Um, uh, I will uh, be provi- provider for you, but you're going to suffer the consequences mm-hmm. of a evil world that's full of curse. Right. Secondly, uh, he says, um, uh, because my heart is for you to repent mm-hmm. uh, and deny self, take up the cross, stand on what I've done, and now follow me. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you do that, which is Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2, the blessings are going to overtake you, and they're more powerful than the curses. Right. So, the so thing- here, let me... Let me play devil's advocate for a minute, just yeah. so that you can clarify some of this, because I can almost guarantee there's a listener listening to this right now going, um, well, you know what he's saying that, you know, Christians, so, you know, if we do this, then we're blessed. And if they do that, then they're cursed. So why is it that when we're walking on this earth, we see people who aren't following God, who from an earthly standpoint, which is part of the clarification here, I think look extremely blessed yeah. on the outside and we as christians don't look as blessed what's going on there make sense of that dichotomy for me yeah so, um actually yeah. david Can you speak to that a little bit yeah yeah david uh raised up that question 
um, in Psalms, he says, um, well, <laughs> wait a second. Uh, it seems to me that these people that are not following you at all mm-hmm. and are actually against us, they're thriving. Right. Um, now, uh, there's an interesting uh, perspective on that. Um, and, and I could almost universally, when, I, when somebody says that, mm-hmm. they're blessed, they're thriving. Tell me how you view that. Right. The view is always financial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I agree. That's what I hear too. Uh, it's, well, they have money. Uh, they're not struggling with uh, making it from day to day to day. Um, mm-hmm. Their de- their their wealth is building, and of course, you know we we have um, examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to uh, the Forbes uh, uh, magazine. Go to USA Today, and just Google uh, the richest people on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. There's billionaires and multi-billionaires, and you would look at them and say, man, are they blessed. And of that list, interesting enough, very few of them are Christians. Right. Uh, and not only are, are they not Christians, they're anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they come against Christianity. They, they speak against it. Um, uh, interesting enough, um, one of the wealthiest people on earth was Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple. That's Apple, right? Found, yeah. Founder of Apple. Uh, well, he got cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew he was going to die. Wealthiest person on earth, he was going to die. Um, and believers came to him and said, would you like to know the truth about God and Christ so that you could spend your eternity with God? And he, and this is documented stuff, he said, no not doing it. I'm not willing to do it because I don't, I don't, I don't even believe it at all. I believe in something completely different and I'm not willing to know that truth. Uh, So unless he, unless he received it, which is possible, uh, we know that he's going to be, you know, separated uh, from God in eternity. So first of all, the perspective is almost always uh, wealth and financial as blessed. Mm -hmm. Equated as blessed. Equated to yeah. blessed. And by the way, um, as we're talking about being blessed, it's not, it's not financial. Um, it's financial freedom, mm-hmm. but it's the freedom of life. It's, it's yeah. free of anxiety. It's free of fear. It's free of conflict uh, that, you, that God can't show you how to live out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's unity with your spouse. Uh, right. It's all these things that what I call the sweetness of life. Right. And even the blessings of the fruit of the spirit. Right. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Those are all part of the blessings as well. Right. Uh, so that um, what God would say to us, and this is what he said to David, is that, uh, yeah, I, I know that you look at these people that are not mm-hmm. following me, and that's clear. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be blessed uh, and not cursed. Um, and, and if, and if you could go with me, God speaking, I'm going to show you the cursing that they're actually experiencing, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not, it's not about the financial piece. It's about the life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, uh, we happen to have an example right in front of us. Uh, and that is uh, Bill Gates, uh, the founder of Microsoft, mm-hmm. is right now he fluctuates between number one and number three of the wealthiest person on earth. Right. So you would say, man, that guy's blessed. Uh, well, uh, he's going through a nasty divorce. Right. Um, publicly, uh, mm-hmm. a nasty divorce. And um, so would you call that blessed? See, no. see, from my perspective, I would say when God would say it, and this is what God has said to me, because I've asked him that question. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't really know the kind of life they're living. Right. You, don't, you don't understand the things that they actually are living cursed that mm-hmm. is oppressive, heavy, difficult, uh, and problematic to them. And, and he says, see, when, I, when God says, when I give you blessing, I give you righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And you will experience that in all aspects. Right. He said, they're not. They are in conflict. They're in oppression. They're, uh, they're in uh, uh, problems that they can't get out of because it's emotional, not, not mm-hmm. wealth-wise. Yeah, they got plenty of money. But guess what? Money... Uh, you know, can't provide the things that God can provide. Right. So, so that um, as we... And that pressure of it being on yourself. You right. know, I think about that often. Those who feel like they have to be responsible for every provision. Right. And, you know, I just um, the pressure that that is also just to not even know that God is the one who, who does that for right. us. Right, right. You know? um, uh, and again... Um, uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, non-believers, you know, can have good marriages. Uh, non-believers can be benevolent. Uh, non-believers can uh, laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not about if you're cursed, your life is so, 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 so awful that you never enjoy anything. Uh, it's not that at all. It's just that um, God speaking that if you knew things of what really is happening there, all of their life isn't living in sweetness. Um, mm-hmm. And then number two is uh, the one thing that's for sure, if they don't receive me, mm-hmm. they're going to spend eternity <laughs> in a pretty bad Separated. place. Yes. Um, and they're cursed by definition. Mm-hmm. Their eternal position is never going to have the joy of being with me. And matter of fact, it's going to be torment. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, oppressive in eternity. Uh, so he said, get a, get a perspective on that. Is that, uh, and that's why the, the question that I always try to bring people to is, I know you have this general question, what about, what about? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, okay, uh, let's even leave that alone for the moment. What about you? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Good. Um, yeah. Tell me what's going on with you. Are you living the blessed life, the joyful mm-hmm. life, the peaceful life, or are you struggling? And, and I'm talking to believers. Right. Well, That's yeah, good. yeah, I'm struggling. Okay. Well, do you understand that Deuteronomy 28 is absolute, is that if you follow me, the blessings will overtake you. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're, you're, the curses are going to overtake you. Two reasons. One you're in a cursed world and you're going to suffer those consequences. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, you might even have wealth, 
but that doesn't prevent you from the struggle. And actually, um, again, I, I think I shared with this that uh, I have a guy right now that's super wealthy, a mm-hmm. uh, big time executive, senior executive, and he came to me and said, "Because life is so hard. Right my now, life right? is my life is not pleasant, mm-hmm. and I'm very discouraged, and uh, my my marriage isn't doing great, and uh, uh, I'm not sure why. Because I thought." as a child of God, uh, everything would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not that I don't, wouldn't have trouble, but that I would be living a fairly enjoyable life. Something's not right. And I said, yeah, Deuteronomy 28 mm-hmm. uh, is that you're, you're living in curse. And the remedy, which is the second piece of it, and God says, see, I'm adding to the curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called d- discipline and judgment. Um, not, mm-hmm. not to punish us, but to invite us to come back right, and to that say invitation w- to repentance. Yeah, and right? to say, wait a minute, something isn't right here. Um, it's not working out. My Christian fatalism, my my viewpoint just isn't it isn't eh, it's not right. Something's wrong here. He says, mm-hmm. Good. Are you willing to repent and follow me? Because you gotta be with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to hear what I have to say. You got to follow what I have to say so that I can deliver to you the blessing in my kingdom. If right. you choose not to, verse 15, you're going to be cursed from the world itself. And I'm going to add to it, God speaking, with the purpose of getting you to repent. Because mm-hmm. uh, think about Kathy, what does God care about? I want to be. to bring us back to him. I want to be, be with us. I want to be with you. Yeah. And I want you to be with me. And and he said, it's not even um, uh, in a way of you're going to suffer to do that, or it's a bad thing to do that. It's going to be a blessed thing to do that because I'm going to deliver to you. This is why the covenant is so critical, is the construct of it is you're going to be the head, not the tail. I'm going to bless you. They're going to overtake you. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. And, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, you know, God's will is not only receiving it, but then giving it away. Yeah. Uh, he said, that's for sure. There's a benefit. Uh, Psalm 103, uh, it says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget mm-hmm. not all his benefits. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. He says it twice. Hey, by the way, there's right. benefits to this. Um, I know how we're motivated. You're living in a natural mm-hmm. world. Uh, you are motivated by benefit. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Uh, and, and in order to receive the benefit, you got to be with me, which is yes. what I care about. And I want to abide with you, and I want you to abide with me and enjoy the relationship so that while you're in a difficult place, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, by the way, and this is important, uh, he says, you'll be blessed and not cursed. He said, now understand something. You live in a cursed place. Mm. Um, right. You're in both kingdoms at the same time. So you're not exempt from that. So you right. and don't there think. there will be trouble. So there will be yeah. trouble. So he says, don't take blessing as I'm removing you from the cursed world into a Garden of Eden utopia where nothing bad ever happens. Mm-hmm. You're going to experience the curses of the world. However, and this is John 16, 
It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to experience the world is cursed and you're part of it and you're not exempt from it. However, I've overcome it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? In my life, in my kingdom, the curses that you're going to experience, yep, you're going to have trouble. I will resolve them. I'm going to overcome them. I'm going to get you through them. I'm going to have you so that you live the blessed life of righteousness, peace, and joy when in the middle of the, of the problem. Right. See, it's not when the problem's resolved. If, okay, great. If you're walking with me. Yeah, yeah, if you're walking yeah. with me. And, that, and that's why we keep talking about, and my question is to my leaders, is going to be this next two weeks, we talk about they're coming out. My question to them is really simple. Are you enjoying life? Mm-hmm. Now they're going to share with me, I got issues. I got right. problems. Uh, we got things that are difficult. We have things that are oppressive. We got things that are, that are part of the cursed world. And I say, yeah, I understand that. Uh, but my question, are you enjoying life? And see, mm-hmm. if you're walking with God, that's the beauty of, of God's will, is that while I'm resolving these things, which I will, you can enjoy me today. Mm-hmm. It's a both and. Yep, you still got things to be resolved. And yes, they're difficult. Yes, they're, they're hard to deal with. But you trust me. I'm going to do it. And you enjoy me speaking to you today and giving you life and giving you enthusiasm and giving you encouragement for the very moment of today while you're going through it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm going to bless you. And by the way, I can prevent... A lot of a lot of problems that you would tend to move into because you weren't weren't walking with me because I know more than you. Don't you? When you think about all of this, well, this is why we're doing the podcast. But when I think about all these things, and even as you say, I'm encouraged again that some people need to hear this. Yes, yes. (laughs) People need to hear this. Uh, The life that God has for us is so much richer, so much better than anything that we could desire for ourselves. And if we could simply learn to trust him and to commune with him, to enjoy the intimacy he has for us, um, it is a beautiful, beautiful life. Yeah. It is a beautiful life. Yeah. So if you you, uh, just go to the simplicity of that, why would you have a heart to be with God and experience his will? Why, Why would you do that? Well, because he loves me. I mean, that that's the simplest part is that is the one true Dan adores me. Yes, he does adore me most of the time, maybe not all the time, but, but the one true love relationship that true that sees everything and still loves and accepts is, is my father. Yeah. And, my father. and what is, and what is his will going to do for you? His will is best and none better yeah. for me. Yeah. So why would I not want to be in the center of it? Yeah. It comes from the most pure love ever. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, that um, uh, as people, as we've had our guest, uh, almost every one of them have explained as they learn to abide, they realized mm-hmm. that God's will was best and none better. Um, and then and, and then they want to give it away because they said, I, I don't understand why every believer doesn't want to be in that spot. Right. Because, and, and this is what we're trying to, one of the reasons we have guests on uh, is a lot of people, particularly when you're li- listening to podcasts uh, or sermons, you can say, well, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a certain perspective and yeah, isn't that interesting? And I'm not sure I believe it um, right. because I haven't seen it. Uh, and what we're trying to do with our guest is to have you uh, experience here the true mm-hmm. testimony. Right. It's actually so. Uh, God's will is best and none better. Um, He can give me the covenant. um, And all I have to do is have a heart to go. And he will deliver it. And that's why I Mm -hmm. keep saying I can guarantee that. Uh, The issues of your life will get resolved. Now, now I also know this. Uh, (laughs) uh, You have a list of issues. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, um, as, I, as, I, as I do it in my life and Linda's life and, and other people's life, that list is anywhere from five to 20 things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, these are what we call unresolved issues, things that need to be, I need answers for. I need you to, right. I need you to resolve it. Um, and they get resolved. Guess what? Another 10 or, or, 15, another 10 or 15 <laughs> are there because we're living in a, in a world that is something I can't overcome myself. And I'm going to experience these things. Uh, but I do know who, who can. And so what I've learned is, well, then I'll just seek his will. Um, his will will, will resolve mm-hmm. it. And during the process of resolution, I'm at peace. I'm, I'm yeah. joyful. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I can hardly wait to see how this one's going to happen. And, and my wife and I live in unity and uh, we don't get discouraged and we don't go to fatalism uh, because we believe it. And the more you do this, the more you actually get to where I know you can testify to this too, where when these questions come up, these sticky wickets, as you call them, you know, these questions come up, you don't dread the fact that you've got to find a solution to this. You see it suddenly as this opportunity to see God show off, right? you know, and, and to just walk with him. And I know when I put another question down in my journal, that that's just another place that suddenly he's going to reveal more of himself to me. Yep. And I'm going to come out of the other side, not only with the answer that is best and none better, but also knowing him more, looking more like him and walking more intimately with yes. him. And so the question is no longer, oh, this is something I've dreadfully got to deal with, but oh, this is somewhere else God's going to show up. Let's right. go. That's right. That's right. Um, well, we're out of time again. Uh, uh, what a great discussion uh, as we talked about uh, the aspect of fatalism and that uh we can trust God, and He says, "You know, if you follow Me, it will happen. If you don't, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be difficult." Partly out of the desire is, don't you want to know the difference? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and as you experience the difference, you'll stay and say, "You know what? I'll just keep following you, because it's going to be a way better than not." Uh, and that's what He's trying to to do with us, because He loves us so much, and He wants to be with us. So. Uh, we're excited again if you have a, a question uh, about all that. I'm, I'm sure that uh, it's coming up and what about and how come. And uh, we'd love to have you send it in on the podcast uh, of YouTube. Just put it in the comments section. Uh, you can email us at uh, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. And we'll uh, uh, help answer them. We'd love to answer them. And, and we love the questions coming in. And uh, and we're excited. Tomorrow, uh, yeah. again, is guest day. 
Uh, and this is a good one. Remember, Rich was saying that uh, having these guests on is an opportunity to really hear firsthand from people, just people from all walks of life, yep. um, how abiding has changed and impacted their lives and what they're in the middle of, too. Yes. And, the two people we have tomorrow, Rich and Janet Cachero, are probably two of my favorite people on this earth. They are uh, local New Hampshire people, so I have a fondness for them, especially yeah. too. Yeah, but and maybe we can uh, we can have uh, maybe particularly Janet can can share uh, as she started to uh, learn abiding. Uh, her she was super skeptical. Yes, uh, she was. Yeah, uh, I don't know about this, and uh, and that was the beauty of. Uh, God says, I understand. Um, it's mm -hmm. okay. Uh, but why don't you, why don't you try it, experience it. And then when she, did, when she and Rich did, it, it changed everything and they, and they can be one to verify. They'll verify this tomorrow. Uh, God's will is best and done better. Um, Absolutely. and now that they've learned it, they would never not think of doing it. You know, so <laughs> it'll be fun. So we'll, we'll look forward to that. Send us your questions and, uh, we'll, we will have guest day tomorrow and then we'll have uh, end times Friday after that. So we're excited about both of those. Excellent. Well, have a great afternoon, Rich. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you enjoyed today, be a friend and tell a friend and let others join us on this journey. Yep. Amen. Oh, we'll see you, see you tomorrow. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.